Welcome to the Top Secret Wedding Podcast, and today's top secret tip is about speeches. Tell those that are giving speeches that the words matter way less than the relationship that they already have with them, and that that relationship is going to shine through more than their words. That'll help ease their nerves. Want to learn how to help speeches go smoothly at your next wedding? Listen to this episode. This is the Top Secret Wedding Podcast, where we share top secret tips to help you take your wedding game to the next level. I'm Annika, and I'm a wedding coordinator, enthusiast, and venue manager for one of the best venues in Idaho. I'm Chris, and I'm a DJ, master of ceremonies, and all-around lover of weddings. We're on a mission to improve weddings and wedding professionals everywhere. Today, we are going to be talking about speeches. Uh, So um, we tried really hard to make sure that this is how you can help others give speeches. Um, Because this podcast is primarily for vendors, we wanted to make sure we're giving you tips on how you can help the people that you're helping. So so let's let's first start with who should give speeches. Uh, Whenever I consult with couples... I always tell them, they're like, well, your dad might want to say something. And I say, well, let's let's back up. Let's switch that and think about who you'd like to hear from. Yeah. Um, because, like, it would be weird if I called my brother up and I was like, dude, I love you so much. I've always looked up to you. would be like, what's wrong with you? So at a wedding, though, it makes sense. Yeah. At a I wedding, think, it's totally in context. Yeah. So who are the people that you want to hear from? And that's how I kind of counsel my my people Think about the people that you want to hear from. Yeah, I think that's great advice, actually, because there, there's a lot of times a lot of people would like to say something. But also, if you're giving it as the opportunity of like, well, let's just anyone who wants to say something, say something, it loses the value of it. It does. It does. So. And I, how do you feel about open mics? I hate them. Yeah, they're <laughs> they're they're rough. There have been a couple of times where we've done it and it's worked out really well. Um mm-hmm. The way that we do it now is instead of um, getting to the speeches and then asking who wants to give a speech, we ask it during dinner. That's smart. So we say, if anyone would like to come up and say something, let us know now so that we can get you on a list. And that way we can also prep them and maybe vet them a little bit. If they're like drunk, then maybe we say the list is full, right? Yeah, Um, totally. But that that helps kind of... um, it helps to be organized, but also it avoids that moment where we say, would anybody like to say something? And it's crickets. And it's just crickets and yeah. awkward. And yeah. Yeah. So if there, really if nobody comes up, then we don't say anything. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and I think another crucial part at the before you even tell your couple, you know, who would you like to hear from? It's so easy to kind of give them a purpose of like, what what is the purpose of toast and speeches and whatnot? That way they're not just like, oh, well, for formality, I guess I should ask so-and-so to say something or whatever. Like, you know, if you give the purpose, that's going to help them analyze who they want to hear from more. That's a good point. Because I think a lot of people don't think about the purpose. They just think we have to have it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Give them a reason. Give them a why. I like that. That's good. Okay. So how should we prep them? Um, And I think there's different levels to this. So for me, I always try and prep them before the day of, long before the day of. Yes. Um, And I think that's important because they need to have something prepared. Yeah. Well, I think too, like just 
in life as a whole, there's power in preparation. Mm -hmm. And so even if you have it in your mind, I mean, even like a month or so before, if you're like, oh, I'm giving this speech, I'm giving this speech. Like, you know, whenever I have something on my to-do, I love to have as much notice as possible because it's just in the background. Right. And it doesn't feel like a quick fix and, oh, I have to scramble and figure this out. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think that that's, I think that's true. The, I, I think it's also important that they have something written down. Yes. Uh, anytime I can, I like to talk to the people that are actually giving, I actually call the people yep. like weeks before and I say, hey, so you're giving a speech. Do you have any questions? Um, we also send out, it's, it's an automated email, but we send out, um, it has a link to our website that has a list of tips. So we send it to our couples and say, send this to your people. Right. And if they have any questions, have them reach out to me. And we have people like set up consultations for their speeches. I will say going alongside what you just said, it is so important to have something written, but like the spark note version or bullets. Yeah. Because nobody wants you to sit up there with a paper and go. I'm so glad you're all here. Like, in the, yeah. Like have a little spark notes or little tips to ignite what they're wanting to talk about, but keep it authentic and genuine and not script. Yeah. And I think, so I often have people come up to me and I'm like, so you're giving a speech today. And they're like, yeah, I'm giving a speech. And I tried to memorize it, but I just couldn't. I'm like, don't memorize it. Don't memorize it. Because I mean, I've been doing this for 20 plus years. I don't memorize stuff. Yeah. I write it down because- you may practice it, and unless you're an actor, right, who's practiced right. this skill, you get into that moment, and all of a sudden, it's gone. Yeah. So yeah. you need at least a few notes, and just like you said, a few notes, key spark notes that you can just be like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to talk about next. And it mm-hmm. it just it prompts you. It's important. Yeah. Okay. Um, I also ask them to send me their, their That's speeches. Smart. Yeah. Because that requires them to write something down. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, and it, it gives the... It puts in that accountability of, hey, mm-hmm. send it to me. So it makes them write it down, go through it and go, oh, okay, this guy I don't really know is going to be looking through it. So let me. Yeah. And it's different yeah. me asking than like yes. the groom asking. Yeah. Well, I mean, like if I was asking my sister, like, hey, send me notes of your speech. I mean, it's just so easy to be like, oh, well, like I really she doesn't really need it. it. She doesn't really need it. Yeah. But if it's you, then that's a different level of accountability. Yeah. My preference is also to have them write it down on cards instead of a cell phone. Agreed. Well, and I I like cards as well. Cell cell phone's the worst because nobody wants you to sit there with your phone. It just doesn't look great. It doesn't look great. And there's going to be photos and video, especially if they have a videographer. Um, But I think I think cards are best. Paper is okay, But again, it can look really awkward, especially if it's like a eight and a half by 11 it's folded because yep. nobody's walking around with a crisp letter size right paper right. and i i do think little cards are the way to go the other thing about that is um if it's windy and you're outside a piece of paper is going to drive you nuts yeah right so yep. having it on little cards and you number the cards um some people they'll also like uh get one of those rings and they clip it yeah, through the rings yeah. so that way they don't get out of out of order. Mm-hmm. Um that's I mean if you're like a professional speech giver at yeah. weddings <laughs> but um okay some other some other tips that we give I'm not going to give the full list of of what we give yeah. um but some other things that we we encourage people to do. 
Don't be negative. Don't be negative. If you start out your speech with, I'm really bad at this and I didn't really want to do this. Like, yeah. Okay. That's true. <laughs> so start it out. I mean, you can feel those things. Probably everyone does, but encourage your people to not start out that way. Um, and they're going to feel better about it. And people listening yeah. will feel better about it. Well, I, this is something I could honestly improve on, but fake it till you make it you know the energy you put out is what everyone else is gonna feel so if you start off with like oh i'm so nervous bear with me like yeah that's instantly what all the guests are gonna feel it's like oh she's nervous well now i'm nervous for them like yeah you know so fake it till you make it be confident and go for it yeah it's i mean there's there's power in that i think Mm -hmm. um okay here is my magic tip i don't know if we're gonna put this at the beginning but this is my magic tip for people that are nervous about giving speeches. And people tell me like, oh, that's really good advice. Uh, tell me it's don't picture everyone in there. No, that's gross. <laughs> I, I don't I don't want to see that. Um, so here's the tip. I tell them, listen, it almost doesn't matter what words you say. Because what really matters is the relationship that you have with the person that you're giving a speech for. Yeah. Almost no matter what you say... People are going to see the relationship and the connection you have with that person more than the words you say. So if you stumble over your words, it doesn't matter, doesn't matter. because people see that connection. And that's why you ask them to give a speech in the first place. Yeah. And once you tell them that, they're like, OK, yeah, I don't have to worry about the words as much. Well, and I think I think that's so powerful. I think another little tip. I don't know how you feel about this. Well, yeah, I'll tell you. you feel about it. Yeah. Um, but like when in doubt. The speech, I mean, who is it for? Is it for everybody in attendance or is it for the couple? Right. So if you're really nervous, I mean, honestly, how odd is that if your friend is sitting next to you and you're like not even looking at them while giving this speech and you're giving it to everybody else? If you get really nervous, just look at your friend, focus on the relationship and talk like you're just talking to them. I agree. So. Um. And I mean, you can look through your speech to see how you have it phrased because you might yeah. phrase it in a way that you didn't realize where part of it is. So I'm so and so. And the reason that they asked me to speak is so that you're talking to the audience. Yes. But then you say, you know, when we met in college. Yeah. You know, then you're talking to that person. Shift your focus. Yeah. But if you're nervous, just talk to your friend. Just talk to your friend. Yeah. yeah. Nobody else is there. Just yeah. talk to your friend. Exactly. <laughs> Um, okay, so also when you're preparing, you should read it out loud. Yes. Uh, because you'll find that there are certain words that you can't say for some yeah. reason in that order. It's just you're, you keep tripping over it. So then you just switch those out. Um, avoid embarrassing topics, obviously, right? Please um, just avoid embarrassing topics. It's okay to, to, to dog on them a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's a line. And that's why I, I have people send it to me. It's. You know, you can do a little, but it's not a roast. It's right. their wedding day. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't want to make them feel bad. You want to joke with them. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And you, you got to know, you got to know your friend. You know, I've got some friends who are, they love a good joke. Yeah. And then others that that would just completely mortify them. And yeah. you just need to know how they are. Yep. Exactly. Uh, I also tell people three to five minutes is standard. Mm-hmm. Um. Two to four, three to five, somewhere in there. But the other thing that I always say is I've heard speeches that are half an hour long and they weren't long enough. 
Yeah. It was awesome. They were so prepared. Usually lawyers. Lawyers are really, really good at giving speeches. Yeah. <laughs> um, so some, if you're, if they're really prepared, fine. I've also heard speeches that are 30, 30 seconds long and it was way too long because they were not prepared at all. Yeah. It comes down to the preparation and the execution. So Agreed. Agreed. Um, the other one is how to hold the microphone. This is, and there are different, in the DJ world, there are different philosophies on how to make this happen. But I always hold the mic, I always bring the mic with me when I'm about to prep the person. And I tell them, hold it beard level. If you had a beard, hold it beard level. So that way it doesn't cover your face for the photos, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's also not at your belly button where it's not going to work. Right. Yeah. So, well, I feel like that, that's always just so awkward. Especially when the person has a mic, but it's way down here or way away and people are like, I can't hear them. Like, I don't know. That's just so awkward to be giving a speech. You've, you've put in this time and preparation. You're doing this scary thing. Yeah. And nobody can hear it. Like, that's just so awkward. Right. And it's it's hard. It's, it's it easy to forget yes. in the moment. So there are a couple of tactics that I've seen DJs employ to fix this. One tactic is if they hold it really low, turn it up so it squeals, mm -hmm. then they won't want to do that and again. Then they'll be like, oh. That's kind yeah. of negative reinforcement, right? Right. Uh, another thing to do is to actually turn it down when it's lower. Turn it uh, way down, and then either they will notice or somebody in the audience will say, hold the mic up, and then I turn it back up, right? Right. That makes sense. Um, the other thing that I've heard people do, and I don't know that this is my style, but uh, before announcing who's giving the speech, you say, all right. We're going to give some speeches, and I want you to make a lot of noise for these people. Yeah. And by the way, the microphone, you hold it right here, okay? Mm -hmm. If you hold it down here, we won't be able to hear it. So then when the first person gets up, everybody's kind of policing that person. Yeah. I don't yeah. love that because it feels like, I don't know, it takes you out of the moment of what right. that moment's supposed to be. But mm -hmm. um, Okay. Then, so that's before the day. Um, okay. Well, some of that's before some the day. Some of that's before the day. I guess holding the mic is on the day. So on the day of, mm -hmm. I like to give them a head up, heads up as soon as possible. So when we get yeah. there, I tell them, um, you're going to be speaking near the end of dinner or as soon as we do the grand entrance. So that way they're aware they can mentally prepare. Right. Well, that's the thing too, is you might have some that are like right after the grand entrance, but yep. then others that are after dinner. And so that that's good to give them a, a heads up. Yeah. Uh, I also like to tell them 15 minutes before. That's when I tell them the staging as far as where they're going to stand. Yeah. I remind them about the microphone right then. Um, and I think that's yeah. so smart, though, because so many of so much of the nerves comes from the unknown. Mm -hmm. So they might be like sitting there freaking out going, well, I don't I don't know. You know, they, they might just think, oh, well, I'm really nervous to give a speech. But in reality, they're like, well, I'm nervous to if you're like me. Sometimes I'm nervous about um weaving through the crowd to get yeah, to them right 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 yeah and you know you sit there and you're like okay what's my plan of attack yeah where am i even going i don't know and so you know checking in with them and kind of giving them that knowledge will give them confidence and ease totally agree totally agree uh I, like i said you tell them where to stand you tell them how to hold the mic um and what was the other thing i was going to say about that i guess it doesn't matter um I think with that as well, on the day of, I, I'd i be curious to hear you say more on this, but it's important to think that the only, not only are the speeches that are going to be given, but more likely than not, the couple is going to say something. Yeah. A lot of times I feel like bride and groom are very like, 
oh, well, I'm not giving a speech. It's my wedding. Right. But like really at some point they're going to get up and talk. Yeah. And with things like that, um, I feel like the grand entrance also falls into the category of mm-hmm. uh, it may happen. We'll see. Yeah. But the thing is, for grand entrance, when you walk in, people are going to applaud. Yes. So let's be intentional about how we make that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, the same with the speech from the bride and groom. I tell my favorite place to put it is right after the grand entrance, if they do a grand yeah, entrance. I agree. Um, because then it's it kind of starts their reception. Agreed. Um, typically, I'm speaking before them, but to have them right up front saying, thank you all so much for coming. We love you. Sometimes I've heard people give 10-minute speeches at that point, and sometimes it's 20 seconds. And right. either is fine, depending on the couple. But yeah, I think I think it's really important. I, and, and I think it's um, there's a level of formality there, and there's also just being a good person and thanking people for coming. I agree. Yeah. Well, and I feel like I've seen a lot of events where, you know, they have ceremony and then they go off to take photos and stuff. So they have a cocktail hour yeah. and then a reception. And if you don't have the start of a chapter. Oh, my goodness. Agreed. A lot of the guests are like, so what's the plan? What's going on? And yeah. I just I'm all about starting the chapter and setting the tone for the night. Totally agree. And that's even more important when you don't have a DJ and MC. A thousand percent. Yeah. Because there's nobody else that's making those markers. Yep. Yeah. I've never thought about that. Agreed. That's smart. Um, okay, so ideas for speeches, um, talking about the history with the person, um, the history that you have, how you met, those kinds of things. Uh, I think giving advice to the new spouse is always kind of a fun little treat. I think it's a fun treat that's not digging. You yeah. know, if you say, oh, hey, she's real cranky in the morning. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to be like, oh. Ha, ha. Don't play board games. He's yeah. going to get angry, right? right. Yeah, exactly. Um, which the fact is. They already know these things. Exactly. Better than the person that's giving the speech. Mm-hmm. But it's partially for the guest. Yeah. Um, and the other thing I you can, this is a little tricky to, to be able to, um, I don't know how to explain it right, but calling back for emotion or humor. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a more ad- advanced tip. But when you start with, you know, he was my best friend uh, and talking about how he was your best friend and all these things, blah, 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 going through your history of how you were best friends. But then at the end, giving a call back and saying, and now you're his best friend, right? Mm-hmm. It brings that emotion. You can also use that for humor. Um, so if you're looking to to help your people raise their, their speech. Yeah, that's a good tip. Callbacks are good. Uh, and this is me personally, but I think that speeches should be announced and introduced. Agreed. I think there's a formality there. Um, so this this is a subtlety, but having having somebody announce and having somebody give a speech are two different two different parts of what that moment is. Yes. And if the person that's giving the speech is announcing themselves, it takes away from the actual performance. It's just like yeah. if you were to go to a Broadway performance, and the instead of the announcer saying welcome to the pandagious theater and today we have you know whatever yeah if the actors came on stage and did that it takes away from what they're doing right so it's it's kind of funny so on sunday i was teaching a lesson at church yeah and i thought for sure that i was you know usually again you have someone who conducts the meeting and then introduces the the teacher right 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 
I was the only one that showed up. Mm. So, you know, I got to stand up and conduct and then yeah. it's a different setting, but awkwardly go, hey, I'm also your teacher. I'm going to teach too. So, yeah. but like at a wedding, you don't want someone to be like, all right, guys, I guess we're going to go ahead and do some toasts and hello, I'm your first speaker. I'm, I'm, like, I'm it. It's just, it makes it awkward. It's a different vibe. Yeah. So. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah. So I, I, those are our, those are our tips. Those are our tips. Help your people. Uh, and make sure that they're prepared make sure that that moment is what it should be instead of awkwardness. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. It's there for a reason. It's special and build it up so it feels special. Yep. Exactly. Okay. We'll see you next time. See ya. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Top Secret Wedding Podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review us, and we'll see you next time.